What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This will be our Monday show, but this will be kicking off our hip hop week. As I said, I want to do something for the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. We talked a little bit about it. We had the 50 top, my 50 greatest uh, MCs of all time or groups. And I definitely want to do a week that's dedicated to hip hop. And so it's one of those things where we have the the the, the Lipsy interview. Where we're talking about his Secret City uh, song and some other stuff. But I also had this. I thought this would be harder than the top 50 MCs. Actually, the top 50 MCs was harder than this. I, I actually, once I started thinking about songs, my top 50 songs in hip-hop history, I like, and, and some of these are questionable. When I say questionable, one, one, none of my stuff is questionable as far as like it's my opinion. But it's questionable because like, I don't know if one or two of the songs are considered hip-hop or if it's R&B. I consider them hip-hop. But if someone was to tell me that they are considered under that they're under R and B, I wouldn't say, "Oh, you're wrong." You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, um, so let's get let's get to this. This is no specific order, and actually, let me tell you my background. What I thought about when I did this, I first was writing songs down. I found myself were having a lot of, not a lot, but a number like Fifty Cent was on there a couple times. Uh, B, uh, Notorious B.I.G. was on there a couple, like three or four times. Bone Thugs and Harmony was on there four times. I said, all right, let me just write down the songs that's coming to my head right now. Then I said, let me write down some honorable mentions. I wrote down like, I wrote down 50 tracks, and then I wrote down um, like 20 honorable mentions. In that 20 honorable mentions, I ended up finding out, okay, this is who I left off this list. This is who should be on. Because I, I know it's going to have doubles of some people. I said, no, I don't need to have doubles of this many people. Even though I like these songs. So it, it filled out hard. The last two slots were the hardest. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to start from 50 go to 1. These two songs I feel the least strong about. But I needed to get these two artists on here. Number 49. I have him on here as a feature. Excuse me. He's taking a sip of water. But um, his, his discography is so good. In my opinion. I just couldn't have him on here without a song of his, but I couldn't think of a song. And this this song, these two songs are questionable only because these are not the songs I would choose for. And let me make this, let me make this clear. I'm all over the place. I understand. These songs aren't the best songs to me from these artists. In certain cases, we'll go through this. But I feel like these are these are the songs that they're known for and why they should at least be on the top 50. If that makes any sense. But there's other songs I like more in certain cases. Anyways, let's get to the list. Number 50, Lupe Fiasco, Superstar. In what is his magna opus, his greatest album, his greatest body of work ever done, The Cool. You can listen to it from beginning to end, no skips. It's a body of work that he will never top, in my opinion. And I say that with the ultimate respect to all of his work that is still great to this day. With the exception of lasers. Let's not talk about lasers. But I feel like... This will just be. I remember listening to Lupe Fiasco on Kick Push, saying, "Okay, this is interesting." Then I heard his first album, said, "Okay, this is really interesting." 
Then he dropped the cool. I, I remember I remember that summer. I'll never forget it. Super, he dropped Superstar. I was singing the hook. I think it's Matthew Santos on the course. If it's not the name, I apologize. But I remember vividly putting that on and my mind being blown at the intelligence. I remember 50 Cent one time said 444 from Jay-Z is too smart for hip-hop. I remember this was not only too smart for hip-hop, but too dumb for hip-hop. Like, he knew when to... He has a song called Dumb It Down, but he knew when to to ramp it up, and then he knew when to slow it down. And it, and it all just makes sense. It's the perfect, co- perfect cohesion of music, perfect lyrics. It's a classic. It's 10 out of 10. There's nothing that he will ever do to top it for me. But... Unlike other people that can't listen to old, other older stuff or the newer stuff, I say, oh, he got, I can listen to his newer stuff just like I can listen to this. But for me, if I ever want to cut, if I'm ever driving hours, I will cut this album on as one of my albums just to let it play. And, and now let, I think it's like over an hour. That's an hour gone right there. And it's, well, it's time well spent. But Superstar was the first single off of it. It's the way he flows, the way he talks about being a fan, the way he talks about being an artist. Uh, this is just a, a, a good single. It's not. It's not. It wasn't a top ten single. It was just a, a good single to start this album off. Forty nine. Kanye West. Jesus walks. These two songs I said were the ones I was less sure about, but I needed to get these two artists on here. Jesus walks to me came at a time where it was just different for hip hop. Yes, we had soul. We had him sampling soul samples. We had him Kanye West doing just different things and also giving voices to artists who haven't had voices in years. De La Soul, Common, um, oh my God, I forgot the homies. I forgot their names. Dilated Peoples. Like, he gave these guys voices that had voices in the early 90s to mid-90s. He helped, he helped to revamp and modernize their style. And I, I, had, to, I had to get Gaze on this list again as a feature. But I said to myself, when I had two spots left, I said, Jesus Walks was different, you know, and it was an honest record. It was one of those songs where you're listening to it and you just hear, I felt like this was a more toned down version of DMX on his songs. If anyone knows that DMX, he's, he's, his albums would always end with a prayer and like a forgiveness type of song or a broken type of song. I felt like this was Kanye West's version of that. I feel like the production value, the lyrics, everything was just him screaming, I need you. You know, so. 48, Souls of Mischief, Mischief, 93 Till Infinity. This was on the first list. I never thought about. Now, as we get past these two, those 50 and 49, now these are ones that were on here for sure. Uh, this one is just a great song. And it's in the lyrics, the flow, it. Yes, you might say that the production might reek of the 90s that's not a bad thing though that's not a bad thing at all but i and i would encourage you guys to go listen to some of these songs you've never heard some of these songs you've never heard before i know you haven't so some of these songs aren't singles now this song i i do know if you have xm radio it was on xm radio for a while i think i still play it on the old school channel um but you can't this is a classic 47 big punisher still not a player featuring joe uh, Big Pun is that first album, Capital Punishment. Holy fuck. That is a classic. He is the first Latino rapper to go platinum. He, his flow, his style, his his mannerisms, he killed everything. 
that I would encourage you if you have a streaming service, go check out Capital Punishment from Big Punisher. That is a classic album as well. This song, there's several there's several versions of this song. I prefer the version with Joe, not the version with the OJs, which w- w- this is a sample of. Uh, it's not a bad version. I just feel like the, the sample with Joe, the song with the version with Joe, has more energy. It, it fits his what the lyrics he's saying. Um, you couldn't measure my dick with six rulers, you know. I think just just the 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 the, the I, I like the arrogance more on this particular track. Forty six, Noriega, Super Thug. Noriega, now known as Nori on Drink Champs, he was, he, he is, let me tell you something. Even if you don't like him lyrically, Noriega put on a lot of people. David Banner, um, he was the first one to boss up and buy a beat from David Banner, according to David Banner and Noriega. Pharrell and the Neptunes, 50 Cent, Nelly, a lot of your favorite artists were put on first by Noriega. Even if he didn't put them on a record, he might put them on a tour. Right? He was always known for giving back. Like Noriega, despite the shit he gets now, he should get some shit because he, he, he's, he, he's trying to be a journalist here while, all while being a ridiculous journalist, a drunk, drunk journalist. Um, this, this, the, I remember this song. This is the first time you hear the Neptunes. This is the Neptunes produced beat. First time you hear Pharrell on track. Um, I remember hearing this for the first time. This is when I first started knowing I wanted to rap. Noriega has a lisp or a slur he speaks with. And hearing the confidence and how he just was just rapping all There's some things I still don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> you know? Um, but this was just the ultimate. This is just the ultimate. That beat from Pharrell and, uh, and, and, and Chad. That beat is ridiculous. His lyrics fit everything too. Like, that was just. They had the great. They had good. Not good. They had great chemistry. And, uh, Noriega and the Neptune. So, I'll check that one out. 45, Lil Wayne, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. Um, to me, Noriega, that's my favorite song from Noriega, Super Thug. It's, this is not my favorite song from Lil Wayne on milli, But I understand the impact a milli had. A milli just had this thing. I'm a, I'm a milli, young air, tougher than Nigeria. This is when he became himself. I knew he was already building up to this with the mixtapes, Carter 1, Carter 2. This was the culmination of I'm taking the game over. And he did. And even if he would have said, hey, he took the game over a year before that, I'm not going to argue with you. But this was his culmination of, I am the best in the game right now. This was the, him saying, I I don't know the rules for Hip Hop Hall of Fame whenever they have one, but he is in it as not just a solo artist, I mean, not just as a hot boy artist, not just as a cash money representative, but as a solo artist. He, this is him building his own legacy. Um, and the beat was nuts. The beat was nuts, but his flow was nuts too, you know? Uh, and I feel like you, the, the, I feel like Carter 1 and Carter 2 was him changing his flow and his style and fitting more of the New York flow and style. And I feel like on this one, it was him mixing everything that he wanted. Uh, the New Orleans, of the, Louis, of the New York, of everything that he appreciated and all of his... Um, uh, influences into one. Forty-four. Warren G. Regulate featuring Nate Dogg. Um, I love this record. I, I love the storytelling on it. It was G. Funk at his best. Um, you see the collaboration. Nate, you can never go wrong with a Nate Dogg hook. I mean, that, it was, this was actually this was a Nate Dogg like verse two, 
but you can, you can never go wrong with Nate Dogg. I think Nate Dogg's on this once or twice more as well. Um, Nate Dogg is sorely missed. Sorely fucking missed. But I will check this song out. The storytelling on it is amazing. 43, Nelly, Ride With Me. This might be a controversial pick for some of you guys. Well, all of them might be. We all have our own list. Nelly's first album, Country Grammar, is a classic album. I love that album. I love the feeling that it gives. It gives the... It's it's hip-hop while being its own thing. Nelly's saying, hey, St. Louis has something to say. As uh, the famous words from Andre 3000 said about the South. Um, this song, though, to me, is a great culmination of that album, though. Where it's lyrically good, but it's such ride music you can get lost into it and then you have uh, City Spud at the end of it rapping and I believe City Spud was in jail I don't know if he ever got out I don't know what any of that was about um but um this song just culminates that album in that era for Nelly in my opinion 42 Jay-Z Devils this is off his classic debut Reasonable Doubt the storytelling in this song I think this is my favorite Jay-Z record. As I've never considered the Renegade his record. I've always considered Eminem and Force Five Nine's record because that was their, it was their record until Eminem gave it to him. Um but this song you you hear about his torn relationship with a friend and how he uh essentially took his woman from him and uh you you just hear a, a lot of things on this record that's like, wow, like this is greatness in the making. At the time, I was too young to understand what I was listening to. Uh, Once I got to Blueprint 1, I started reaching back to... to, I still have my CDs. I started reaching back and buying old stuff, and I bought this, and I was like, okay. And and that's something I've held on to. So, 41, Master P, Make Him Say Uh. The song that, without a doubt, put No Limit on the map. Without this song, there is no No Limit that's on it. The, that level that they've got to, they were always they're gonna be strictly independent. Make them say uh came out. Master P always said uh, and now you have a song with him. Seamer, uh, excuse me, uh, Mia X, Silk the Shocker, Fiend, that last verse from fucking Mystical. Holy shit! I remember you had to buy the album because the video was playing played so fucking much that they would cut the video off and like right before Mystical would come on. It would just cut the video off and it would be that'll be it. But one of my huge influences, not necessarily Master P rapping, but Master P putting New Orleans on the map. Number forty, Juvenile, back that thing up. Far from my favorite song from Juvenile, but boy oh boy, if it's not for this song, we if, if it's not for this song, Cash Money is not on the mainstream. You know this song led to the, the greatest album of Juvenile's career. 400 Degrees, probably the greatest album in Cash Money history. I know some people say the Car 3 is their great, and that's fine. Um, to each stone, to me, this, this this is the magnum opus for Cash Money Records. It's just a great collection of music. And my favorite song from Juvenile is actually on that album called Ride With Me. Um, but no one's going to know that record, just being real. So I, I put back that thing up on here. 39, Far Side, Passing Me By. This song, uh, there's a video for this. Can't, um, and uh, I, I believe there's a video for this. And um, I believe the Far Side is one of the most underrated groups in hip hop history. I would suggest you guys go out and check all of this out. All of this out that you have never heard of. Uh, but Far Side Passing Me By is number 39. 38, P 
Pete Rock and CL Smooth when they reminisce over you. Probably one of the most used lines in in the history of hip hop. Just uh, a storytelling from CL Smooth, where he's talking about uh, family members and how we don't appreciate people until they're gone. Uh, that's why we hear when they reminisce over you, my God. Uh, the video is it fits the time, the era, but that song is forever. That song will be with us way before we're long before we're gone. I mean, long long, long after we're gone. You know, great record. Number thirty-seven, the Fugees, ready or not. Um, some people will have chosen um, singing her song. That was a cover. Um, one in two thousand, Lauren Hill record. Yes, Wyclef is screaming on it, but that was a Lauryn Hill fucking record on a Fuji's album. Um, I'm sure that record. I'm, I'm sure that record sold that album, but this is a classic record, the one only Fuji's record we ever got. And to me, Ready or Not is a perfect microcosm of Lauryn Hill rapping, Wyclef rapping, uh, Prize rapping. You've seen the chemistry. You've seen um, what they all had. It's unfortunate we only got in one album and at this point. I know some people, hip-hop heads, are, like, clamoring for... Let's not do that. Let's not do... We already got... We, we clamored for a Black Star album for many years. We got the second Black Star album, and people were disappointed. Let's not ruin this. Let's keep this as a good memory. Number 36, Snoop Dogg and Dog, Gin and Juice. Uh, with this song, a megastar was in the making. Dre signed a megastar and taught him the game, and now we have... The nice version of Snoop Dogg, but this early version of Snoop Dogg was rough, rugged, and it was fantastic. And we've seen how Snoop has evolved to being Uncle Snoop and started here, Gin and Juice. 35, Young Jeezy, put on, featuring Kanye West. This is a song Kanye West is featured on. This song, it, to me, it encompasses... I feel about this song or uh, My President's in Black. And I like My President is Black. I like what Jeezy's saying on it. I like what this says more though. I, this is one of those records where I can you can just put on, no pun intended, <laughs> and legit you feel pride in your city, you feel pride in your home, you feel pride in yourself. You know what I'm saying? I can see you like getting dressed to this and just looking in the mirror. You know, just everything he's doing. This was the turning point for me at being a young Jeezy fan. I wasn't a young Jeezy fan for his first album. His first album was all right. I know it had Soul Survivor on there, but this was when I said, oh, oh, he got something. He got something. This is fire, because he got something, you know? Um, so, yeah, but put on his 35. 34 is Nas. The world is yours. This is featuring Pete Rock <laughs> on the chorus and on the beat. Um, to me, this is the culmination. This is the perfect song to talk about the classic Illmatic record. Uh, Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. I, I just it's so perfect and it just encapsulates that debut album from Nas um, I love the record I love the chorus I love what he's saying it's to me a record that sums up Illmatic perfectly 33 Eminem featuring Nate Dogg Till I Collapse this to me is peak Eminem at his powers where he is being a hard ass badass rapper a vulnerable rapper while ripping your fucking head off. I remember the first time I heard this. The beat was fucking bananas. And I remember sitting there. I was like, oh my god. I felt like a mixtape DJ when the beat first came on. And I remember I played it back. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, 
holy shit, I played the beat back so much that my brother said, man, let the song fucking play. We haven't heard the song yet. The beat was bananas. And then you have Eminem come on. He gives his top list and says, uh, it just, the, the, the lyrics are crazy. It's my favorite Eminem record of all time. Um, and then you have Nate Dogg on the chorus. Oh, my God. Like, this was, this is on uh, the Eminem show. And even though I still feel like Marshall Mathers LP is better than the Slim, um, Eminem show, this is peak Eminem. This is Eminem at his best. Number 32, Ice Cube. Today was a good day. This is something so different from a gangster rapper. But he's saying gangster lyrics. He's going through a day in the life. And all of it sounds good. You know, all of it sounds fantastic. You know, Ice Cube, Cube went out of his comfort zone. And um, I know there was a recent controversy for what Tony Yeo said. Uh, I'll take Ice Cube and Biggie Storytelling. But I'll take Ice Cube Storytelling over, uh, all day. Ice Cube's been, always been in my top five. So, there you go. 31, Outkast, Miss Jackson. What can I say? I am a huge Outkast fan. I am a huge big boy fan over on 2000. I will admit that. But I love Outkast altogether. But I remember when this dropped, I was like, what is this? What is this? And why am I loving this? So different. Organized noise. Just everything that they did. The Stankonia is class. Outkast is one of the few t- groups or acts or whatever you want to call it with to me i think they have four classic albums under their belt and this was just the song that and who's you, you still had so fresh so clean on this album you still had so many things but this this song was a perfect first single so number 30 the brat functified um not too many people know this song and that's okay go check this thing out this was a different sound this was jermaine dupree with i believe his first ever female artist hip-hop artist let me make that clear. You were at the time with Mariah Carey. Speaking of Mariah Carey, randomly, did y'all know Mariah Carey was black? I had no fucking clue. Uh, they, they were just announcing some new records that came out. I guess Jay-Z broke some records, like being the first African-American to do something in hip-hop. And then they said, well, J- Mariah Carey's first as being African-American. I was, like, I, I was like, that bitch is white. I said that in my head, right? I was like, let me look this up, you know, because Google's never wrong. And I looked it up, and she is part black. Or she's like mixed black, uh, 50% black. Didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Good for her. Anyways, uh, Funk Defy is just so different. It's slower, but the brat is never talked about. But we can... I, her and another artist I'll get to later on, I didn't talk about them on my first list, and I felt bad once I thought about it, but it's so many. So I had to rectify that here, but Funk Defy is just so different. And to me, I think Jermaine Dupree is such an underappreciated producer because people give him crap because he worked with a lot of young artists like Criss Cross and Bow Wow. Look, let's be real. Criss Cross was dope. You know, I wasn't a Bow Wow guy, but I think Bow Wow had, still was dope, too, in his own way. But I was not a Bow Wow guy. I was not buying Bow Wow albums. But I did buy this album, Functified, because it was fucking dope. 29, Tupac. I get around. For me, this is a the Tupac song. I like this. I like this song. I've always liked this song over other ones. I felt like this was a fun record. Him and uh, the Digital Underground are on this. Um, I believe Pac even wrote Shock G's first for it. Um, personally, I didn't like any of the harder two. The, the stuff that Tupac's talking about killing people, I never liked it. I, I always like records like this that were just fun, you know. And I know that he was beyond that. Whatever, I'm doing air quotes, guess I'm doing air quotes, but. This was a Tupac I liked, even though I didn't, I wasn't a Tupac fan. I've, I've made that known, but I like this record. 28, 
DMX, the Rough Riders anthem. The song that DMX has said he hated himself. This put the Rough Riders on the map. This started a dynasty. This started a fucking record label. This was fire. DMX, rest in peace. Uh, such an influence for me. And this, this started a lot. So, DMX, rest in peace, my man. Rough Riders anthem 28. 27, the locks. Featuring Lil' Kim and DMX, Money, Power, Respect. Didn't realize I did that. I did not realize I did that until now. Uh, this was the song that put the locks on the map. That they could actually make songs. And everyone killed it. The Lil' Kim killed it on the chorus. All the verses are fire. X came on and ended it. Just murdered it. He just said, oh, you guys got that? Cool. I'm going to take its soul now. Holy shit. Pretty dope stuff. 26. The artist that influenced me, that started me to rapping. LL Cool J, Hey Love. This song's featuring Boys to Men. I was never a fan of um, I Need Love. I love this record. This is my favorite LL Cool J record of all time. It's something about the vulnerability he has in this record. Something about the honesty he has in this record that I just love. To this day, I can listen to it over and over. I just do. Um, and I remember always being a fan of LL, but like I remember listening to this and hearing a guy who has money, fame, looks, all this type of stuff, talk about how he couldn't approach so a, a woman because he's too shy. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no way he has insecurities. But just, there's no way he has his insecurities, you know? And I remember it made me pick up my pen for the first time and write a, write a poem, write a verse. So, there you go. 25, Clips, Grinding. With the help of Pharrell, lifelong friend of Pharrell, brothers Malice, now known as No Malice, and Pusha T came together for this this beat. I remember the first time this beat was heard. I'm your Pusha. I, I didn't know what we were hearing, but this was different. This was, whew. And then you hear the album, Lord Willing, and then you're like, okay, the clips got one here. The clips got something here, and it was fantastic. And um, I liked it, you know. Um, and it's not like so many people. So, 24, Bone Thugs and Harmony, first of the month. Uh, I have all the songs I had with them. I had I chose this one over Crossroads and Notorious uh, Thugs with Biggie because I felt like the different styles that they had, whether it was Busy, Crazy, Lazy, Flash, for as different as they were, they made a song as their first, not, as their, not their first single, but like their first big single. Because they had Thugger Shrugger's Bone before this, I believe. But this, this is a song that really, really put them on the map. It made them relatable. Talking about the first thing, talking about bills, things that everyone can relate to. Everyone, some some people fear it. Some people are like, oh, cool, let's get this out the way, you know. But this song is still, it still can bump to this day because it's, it's universal. Bills are gonna come on the first of the fucking month. This is one of the songs. Twenty three is one of the songs where I don't know if it's considered hip hop or R and B. I consider it hip hop, but if you called it R and B, I still, I wouldn't argue with you. Lauren Hill, doo-wop. That thing, that thing, that album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, is one of the greatest records ever recorded and written. There's so much controversy behind it. I could do an entire show based on the controversy on that album alone. Um, one day, I, I would love to actually hear somebody like Justin Hunt, the company man who I really respect his opinion. I would love for him to tackle this, to actually dig deeper into it, because um, I wouldn't even know where to start, but like... This song has such a message for ladies, has such a message for men, and it just is a perfect setting for the album. 
22, Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. The rain. I can't stand the rain. Um, Missy is one of a kind. There's not going to be anyone else like her. She is a woman that can rap, sing, all of it. But she can also be a sex symbol, no matter what you think, how she looks, whatever. She had sexy lyrics, too. You know, just wasn't as, uh, uh, <laughs> as raunchy as others. But it could be, like, what she'll tell you she needed some loving, too, you know. Um, but all while being lyrical. All while being a lyrical, ma- uh, just masterpiece of a, of a, of a talent. So that's, this, to me, is my favorite Messy song. Number 21, Notorious B.I.G., More Money, More Problems, featuring Mace and Diddy. To me, I feel like this song sums up Biggie's career, Biggie's life. Biggie got on, and then Biggie passed away so fast. So fast. Um, but this song is just so powerful. Listen to Biggie's verse. Tap my cell and my home in the basement. Like, like he, he's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a celebration song, but it's also a cautionary song, a cautionary tale. You know, like, hey, like, this is all good. As they have, as, as, as a video, they have shiny suits on, but it's things that you still need to watch for. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-N, no info for the D-E-A, federal agents, mad because I'm flagrant. Tap myself in my home in the bay. Like, all these things that we should be celebrating, we still have to be careful because there's always people trying to bring us down. Such a powerful record while it's just being enamored in this, 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 this uh, sampling of celebration but the lyrics are deeper number 20 method man featuring mary j blige all i need the greatest love song ever written in hip-hop history period bottom line fight me don't at me just fight me the greatest hip-hop love song of all time method man mary j blige i'm just gonna leave it there number 19 if you were to tell me this is a tupac record i wouldn't argue with you but technically it was a from what i from the story i heard from scarface on, on an interview he had, this was his record, and Tupac just did two verses, and he just didn't take them off because Pac had just passed away. Smile. Scarface featuring Tupac. And, and there's a singer on there, too. But I can't remember the singer's name, so I do apologize, but the singer on there does his thing as well. I, unfortunately, Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy was his name. Johnny Boy is his name. Excuse me. He's still, still living with us. Um, so, yes. Uh, this song, to me, is... I, my favorite Tupac verses. I love what he's saying here. Our life's cold. He, he says, listen, our lives are closed caption. Addicted to fatal attraction. That man said our lives are closed caption. Jesus the fucking Christ. Face murdered. Like, and yeah, and Face said, Face said this, it was his record. It was his beat. He, he, you know, rapped on it. He did one verse. He had one verse on it. Face did and then uh, Johnny Boy did the chorus. And then Pac heard it, and Pac just laid out two verses. And so Scarface just rearranged it and made it look, seem like it was a Tupac song. What was his? Numbers 18, The Roots, You Got Me. This actually is featuring, a, I think it's the uncredited verse from Eve, if I'm not mistaken. Eve, Eve's on the record for sure, but it's uncredited verse. Um, this is Black Thought storytelling at its best. Black Thought is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, the groups, the roots are one of the greatest groups of all time, but uh, you then mix this in with the video where he's walking and everyone's laid out. And he's when you're wondering what's going on in this video because everyone's laid out. He's just walking past rap and finally he sees somebody, he lays down next to her, and then all of a sudden, a flash, you see that it was him that was the only one laying down. He was shot and everyone's running around him. 
What a visual. Number 17, Common. I used to love her. This by far is not my favorite Common record. I've, I've been on record as saying be the intro is the greatest intro of music fucking history. I love everything he's saying on it. I love the beat, everything. But this is the song that got me into some trouble too. But this is the song that put Common Sense on the map. So I salute you, Common. I used to love her. Number 16, Tribe Called Quest Award Tour. Uh, this actually features a member of De La Soul, if I'm not mistaken. Don't, I don't remember which member it features of De La Soul. But I love this record. I love the lyrics of it. I love what Fife Dog does. I love what uh, Q-Tip does. I love everything about it. You know? Um, it's actually my favorite. It's actually This is one of the records that actually is my favorite record from this group. So, Tribe Called Quest 16 Award Tour. 15, De La Soul, Stakes is High. This was a changing of the guard. They also dropped a classic first album. And then you would think, at that time, you stick with what works. They come out with Stakes is High. They do Jay Dilla production on Stakes is High. They change their entire sound and make another fucking classic. And now, thanks to a lot of maneuvering, we can now hear this stuff on streaming services. So please go rep- go check these guys out. They have been disrespected for too long but go check them out now that we have the right to listen to them on streaming services let's the privilege excuse me the privilege to listen to them let's not waste it 14 tech nine this ring to me this is the greatest song tech nine's ever written it's about the struggle to be a faithful man while being on the road i saw i've, I've had the privilege of seeing him perform this song before he was sitting in a chair rapping it and the the way he you you knew he was going through that at the time he wrote that song you knew he was going through it at the time he wrote that song no one can tell me fucking different that is too vivid it's too vivid he went through that and he was going through that at the time he wrote that it's a perfect song from tech nine 13 fresh prince of bel-air or fresh prince and jazzy jeff summertime the greatest summer song ever written you can still play it to this day it's timeless no matter what you think about will smith slapping chris rock or whatever this is classic music. This is hip-hop. Just being hip-hop and hip-hop at its best. That's great. Number 12, Mob Deep, Quiet Storm. I know a lot of people love the Quiet Storm remix with uh, Havoc rapping a verse and Lil' Kim rapping a verse. I hate the remix. The remix, to me, is horrible. What Prodigy does on the original, he murders it. That shit is bananas. I love my nigga D Black. I love kill nigga James. He... he he gets so vivid with his childhood memories. He gets vivid with his his um his, his hearing of his of his first gun. The loud sound used to scare me. Like like what him and like in the production from Havoc is perfect. And then they did a remix. I was told the remix caused some type of controversy. I've never heard this story. I want to hear the story though. Um, but. This was, I don't know, this is Peak Prodigy, Peak Mob Deep. I love this record, but I love the original on Anime Dead Clear. Number 11, Dr. Dre, Let Me Ride. Um, I love this record. I love the feeling of it. I love how it's just Dre on the mic and him just saying, ride with me and go on his journey. I love the video, everything about it. Um, to me, this was a perfect encapsulation of the chronic, the first chronic. Number 10, Naughty by Nature, Hip Hop Array. Just a, just a celebration of hip-hop. And just these dude Tretch. Oh, my God. Tretch is so fucking underrated. I, I You know, I forget it sometimes, but me and my cousin actually went to Essence Festival one year. 
And I remember we were just like walking around at some festival. This was the year that Kanye was headlining. We, we saw Kanye, we saw Kim, we saw Trey Songs. I don't remember everyone saw, but I remember me and my cousin just walking around. And we hear a beat going. We're both like, that sounds so familiar. Walk into this room. It's fucking Naughty by Nature performing. One of the greatest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Number nine, Queen Latifah, U-N-I-T-Y. Uh, the ultimate stand-up-for-yourself um, song. Ultimate song, stand-up-for-themselves. Just one of the greatest lyricists of all times. You wouldn't know now, because she hasn't rapped in many years, but she's one of the greatest rappers of all time, without a shadow of a doubt. Number eight, Ja Rule, Always on Time. This is my favorite Ja Rule song. I think it, for me, it gets everything that he was doing with his music. I wasn't a fan of Put It On Me. I wasn't a fan of... Um, Whatever the other records he, uh, every little thing, I wasn't a fan of those records. I understood the records. I still understand those records. Always on time with him and Ashanti, that was perfect because it just, it just, it fit everything that he was doing and I got the message. So that to me is his greatest record ever written. Number seven, the artist that I can't believe I left off. He's a huge influence. He's my, t- he's in my top five as well. And it wasn't until, uh, his cousin Pete Rock made a stink. About how he wasn't getting his respect that I realized I didn't put him on my list either. I don't think I did at least. I don't remember. I don't think I did though. But it's Heavy D and the boys. Now that we got love. Heavy D is one of the greatest MCs of all time. He is an MC. He is a dancer. He is a producer. He is a talent finder. This is one of my favorite rappers of all time. This is not my favorite record from him. But this is a record that put, that, 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 that not put him on the map. But um, helped keep him, you know, relevant. Uh, and just keep keep on and keep and he kept hips popping up for him. Number six, the biggest song in hip hop history, Grandmaster Flash, the message. Uh, this without this record, there's no hip hop. Let's just be real. Record hip hop was around before then, but then you hear Broken Glass everywhere. Like then you see the video with the Broken Glass, and you see them rapping on the on the stoop, and it's the greatest record for it's the greatest record in hip hop history. It's the most no matter of fact, let me take it back. It's the most important record in hip hop history. The message number five did press hip-hop speaking of someone i forgot on my list i holy did press hip-hop it's definitely their greatest record of all time and is a powerful these guys are in your face with how they feel these guys are in your face hip-hop these guys are some people that will fight you for hip-hop number five hip-hop did press number four ugk and outcast international players anthem you start off with Andre 3000 telling the story. Then you have the beat come in. Then you have Pimp C come in with as as just gutter as possible. Fuck with Anna Rub. She's like on top of the shit. It's just so gutter. And then you have the chorus. And then you have Bum B start and, and come back in. And then you have uh, Big Boy end it. And on the production, you have fucking 3-6 Mafia. Think about that. The South is represented heavy you have texas you got atlanta tennessee all in one on one record number three most deaf miss fat booty this is probably the song he's probably known best for this is not my favorite record of his but it's it just shows his storytelling and how he can be not just a storyteller um a, a, a character all while being lyrical powerful song good song number two salt and pepper push it pioneers um this is probably not my favorite record from salt and pepper but it's definitely their most popular and finally number 150 cent in the club definitely not my favorite 50 cent record but 
I think it's his most important record. It's the most party anthem you'll probably ever have. And it's... And... <laughs> and... <laughs> and, um... It makes sense. And, um... Sorry, I just got a text message. That's I, I just wasn't expecting it. But, um, this is the ultimate party record. This record propelled him to 13 million records and superstardom. This record propelled him to something that I don't think anyone saw coming. Anyone saw coming. And also showed that Eminem and Dr. Dre could find talent and and uh, produce that talent really well. So that is my list of the top 50. Um, sure, some of it's controversial, but it's my list. I feel good about it. And like I said, this is just starting hip-hop week. Um, like I said, on Monday, excuse me, on Wednesday, we're having the, the interview with Libsy, so uh, check that out, please. Uh, my name is Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently, and we are out.